but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! What's up? This is, uh, it's James. With your Hi, boy, James. With your boy, Patrick. Yeah. What's up, Patrick? Mm. It's Lima time time. <laughs> the 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 energy is totally changed. I, I go oh God. I guess it's time for Lima time. Every time is time for Lima time. Uh, it's, it's time. Uh. This is uh, this podcast is brought to you by Bravado Spice. Everybody's favorite should be everybody's favorite uh, hot sauce and and pickles. Do you like pickles? I do not, but I like theirs. They have like this pickled relish thing that rules. See, I'll have, to, um, I'll have to try it because I don't like I don't like pickles at all. Like I'll drink I'll 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 drink I'll eat cucumbers in vinegar. Yeah, uh, but I but I'm not, I will too. I'm not down with the dill. Me and the dill don't get along. I have, every once in a while I have these weird cravings where I just want to eat a pickle, and then I'm like, ooh, I, why did I do that? Huh? Maybe that maybe there's some like underlying themes to that. I don't know. It could, um, it could be subliminal. That's what I'm saying. Um, God, this sucks. What doesn't suck is that we're doing a bonus episode. This is why we got SoundCloud Pro. That's right. Because if we have time and we want to vent, we can do this. We have a forum. That's why, that's why the, the listeners gave us SoundCloud Pro, so that we could do this. So thank you, listeners, again, for your donation a few weeks ago. Very few of you. The very good few of you that did it. The rest, you we, know what, you're benefiting from it. We weren't asking for a whole lot, so it didn't, it didn't take many. Uh, and, if, and, and I wasn't asking. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, so I really, just did it. It's just James. It's that teacher salary thing. I was like, let's see if someone will give me give us $135. How pissed are you about what is happening with the Astros? How pissed? Oh, man, you know what? I'm, I should be a lot more pissed. I think I'm still in the shock phase. I don't – I can't really fathom what is happening. Okay, that, that actually – I was thinking about this today. Like, what – But I'm mad. I am – but I'm not – I haven't projected my anger yet, I guess. And I'm getting, I'm really getting there. Last night pushed me a little bit closer to that edge, for sure. And I, I think my anger has to do with, like, like by the, I, I stayed up for the whole game, which, uh-huh. I did, which I did not do in the first game of the series. I fell asleep on the couch watching it. Um, so I was lucky to miss the, the another, go figure, one-run loss on the road uh, in which the Astros left a ton of dudes on base. But... But I stayed up last night, and 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 my alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning, no matter what. And and I stayed up to like twelve fifteen. The game was over twelve fifteen, twelve twenty, and then we had like a whole bunch of storms roll through like at twelve thirty. So I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night, and I deal with freshmen. So so today's been a rough day, regardless. And then and then the more I got to thinking about last night's game, the more and more pissed off I got. So. Yeah, so there's like yeah, there's two dynamics to it, right? So we're pissed off at the the start to the season already. That's mm-hmm. just pure disappointment and anger. But there's another level when you're on a West Coast road trip and you stay up to watch the game 
And I don't care if they're winning and, and they're in first place by 10 games. When you stay up for that Seattle game and it's you know close to midnight and they lose, especially in a close game. Last night, you can most people probably turned it off. You didn't. But there's an emptiness that it leaves you with. Like, I just wasted my night. And now I've screwed up my day tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna, and, and I'm old enough that staying up till like twelve thirty in the morning yep. is gonna ruin me for like three days. Yeah, yeah. So it's they, the Astros have essentially fucked your week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take dumps weird for like a couple of days just based on <laughs> just how late your I whole, stood up. Your whole clock is off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. See, the Astros are doing more than just like losing. They're they're affecting people's bodies and lives and health. Yes, my my bowels will not easily recover from this. And for that, yeah, we, screw you, Astros. Yeah. Ugh. So, is- okay. So normally we have notes that we share throughout the week. Right. Uh, normally, it's not, none of none of our shows are scripted. We don't have a script. We have a list of topics we want to cover. The, the topics, and we might have them in order what we want to cover, and we end up like jumping around. So, so don't think that that we have like a like a show schedule or anything like that, no. dear, dear listener. But this one's this one's the first like rage fest of of the season, and I think it's an appropriate time to do it because what I really want to see is I want to see AJ Hinch come out with like his hand bandaged up. Like I think <laughs> I think that's fair. Like I want to see I want to see some some emotion. And yeah, it was time. Yeah, it was time for the the Bull Durham you lollygag around the infield speech, throwing shit in the shower. Like it was time for him to do that. Yeah, because because Tyler White basically tripped over himself to allow the fifth inning to break open. And that's the, not gonna that's not gonna be the first time he does that, by the way. No, and let's be clear. Like the Astros were not gonna win that game last night. No, no. And and I, I and I feel like we're going into more and more games thinking in. in in the mindset of years past and we're like, let's just roll the dice and see what happens. Whereas, you know, but at this point last year we were thinking, man, this is the, the best season I could possibly have imagined or that I could think of. Now that's partially our, not our fault, but the hype machine is a very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was, I've been thinking about this. Like they, since Korea came up, they're a losing baseball team. Yes. Excuse me, I had a cough. Smoking them tweeds. No, I like. So I think I swallowed a bug somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, put that in perspective. Yeah. I mean, okay. So let's see. Let's 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 sort of do the math here because I haven't. I I wrote a, a couple of things today that I want to talk with you about. Um. So the Astros were eighteen and seven. But yeah. but finish the year eighty six and seventy six, so that is uh, from eighteen and seven, which is the last number I can recount off the top of my head. But the Astros were eighteen and seven, eighty sixty eight and sixty nine. Yeah. <clears throat> so they they have been playing well under five hundred ball for the last. Let's see. Yeah, 137, 100, 158 games. Like they're good enough to finish like third or fourth in the AL West, based on with the exception of a ridiculously hot start to the 2015 season. Right. And I think so. I think we need to put that into into perspective. And then also, 
kind of compare that with how dangerous this team is when it gets hot, i.e. the wild card win at Yankee Stadium and giving the Royals the best series they had out of all the playoffs. Yeah. So that showed the potential. But I I think that we got caught up in the hype, and maybe the players and the the team did too, but I think that that's part of it, that maybe they – that 2017 it may be more accurate. That they're still young and they're just not ready and that we just bought in the height because we watched them win on the big stage. And they're capable of it, but they're still going to do shit like this. And maybe they're just not good yet. Or they regressed and they suck. I, I don't know. It's, it's terrible one way or the other. Uh, the, nothing, nothing right now is acceptable. Like, Altuve mm. is acceptable. Rasmus is acceptable. Very acceptable. Gregerson, God bless him. I didn't think that dude had it in him. But he's only thrown, like, what, four innings in the first three weeks because there's right. been absolutely no reason to bring him in? No. Other than to let, his, let him, you know, stretch out his arm a little bit? Like. Bro, ugh. Like screw this team! Like this team pisses this team pisses me off more than any of those hundred and six lost teams. Because you're running out dudes like Bob Grossman, like I, who who else would you have? Right, right, right. That, that, and that's just it. That Carlos this- Pena and Rick Ankiel. Like screw those teams. Those teams were just trying. You maybe catch lightning in a bottle and win a series here and there. This team was built to allegedly contend and they're just not they 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 had a challenge before them and they they crapped the bed and and, and, and like everybody that they've gotten rid of is just balling out somehow even chris carter included chris carter's <laughs> freaking killing it and but we but we talked about this that he is one of the streakiest hitters and he can have a run like this he did this he tricked us once and we were like okay chris carter's the truth no well, he might strike out the rest of the season but right now it's after the uh velasquez stats it's all kind of like piling up and what is a pell pitching well now yes like all of this it's all culminating in this fucking trash fire <laughs> that is being poured all over minute maid park and me it's just hot it's just hot burning diapers it's it's, uh. it's biblical it's it's not it's not heaping coals over your head it's it's heaping like diaper coals and it's not one thing it's there it's so many different things that they're doing to lose games that you can't pinpoint it and say oh that's what's fucking up it's like oh all of starting pitching is bad oh your closer and your setup guy's bad oh you can't hit Oh, you, you can't you, base run. You can't, you can't run the bases. You can't do. They can't do anything. They're not doing anything correctly at this. Anything. Point this like if it wasn't for Possum King Rasmus, God bless him. I just crossed myself in the possum form. <laughs> I'm doing it too. Hashtag, Hashtag Possum, possum King. King. Like we're making that happen. That is one thing. That's um, but that's it. And Altuve. That's it. And our boy Davinsky, who we're uh, we're also. We we I don't want to say we're coaching the team because then we'd have to take responsibility for uh, for mistakes for what's happening. But Davinsky is starting Saturday, and a few a few moves have happened that that we've alluded to on this show. It's not alluded to. We've flat out said like yeah, we flat out said it. So I I just want you guys to be aware that we know what the fuck we're talking about here. That's right. And ever and and we have don't forget we it. have power and. Power, yeah. The it's the reach of Lima Time Time, and no one is immune from Lima Time Time. No, we are new and noteworthy on iTunes. Like, That's you right. Know, I don't think you understand how important that is. We are new and noteworthy. Yes, 
rate and review us on iTunes, by the way. Yeah, give us good reviews or else dot, dot, dot. I want to know, and I'm pr- I, I went on Twitter tonight and projected big thing. I thought I'd be asleep by now, and I probably should be in order should be. for my immune system sake. Um, <laughs> I predicted big things for McHugh tonight. I think he's going to come out and punch the Mariners in the mouth because the Astros seem to be able to put together like one decent game every three or four. So this being, you know, the fourth game of a, you know, what, what has been a three-game losing streak. Like, I think, I think something's going to happen. And I noticed Gomez, um, I don't know how much of the game you watched last night, but... I, I turned it off. When, when was it 5 nothing? Fifth inning. Yeah, I, I watched five good innings, and then I was like, <laughs> so you so when, when I, And then when I woke up and looked at the score, I laughed even harder, like, fuck these guys. I mean, but it was like a <laughs> fuck these guys kind of laugh. <laughs> because 5 nothing was already the worst. Yeah. And then, so then it just got, and then, then I'm reading that Kratz is throwing knuckleballs. I'm like, what the fuck? It's, ah, uh, it's only the, tw- it was the 21st game and Eric Kratz is out there throwing knuckleballs. Eric, Eric Kratz is paying the penance for tripping on purpose on opening day. Like I, this team, I think that is the, that is the point at which this team became cursed. I hope it, he gets shot with a paintball gun. I just, I don't, or, or an actual gun. I don't know. In the leg. <laughs> like not, I don't want anybody to die. No structural damage, but. mm they just make me mad. So there's no club Astros. Oh yeah, no, club but Astros. So what you were saying about Colin McHugh and his 7.56 ERA? Yeah, um, I, I think he's gonna. I he's, think he's due gonna to bounce back. Things. That's the Colin McHugh we've come to uh, know and love. Well, I mean, he had that disaster start against the Yankees, and then yeah. came out and threw freaking lawn darts in his second start, and then has been sort of a disaster since. Like, yeah, he was shitty again. Yeah. And, and, you know. And again. And again. Again and again. And I don't think he's that bad of a pitcher. He's not. Because I think he would have, if he was, he would have been exposed by now. Like, you don't. But I, he's I'm also not, not that good. So I, I think last year's numbers were definitely inflated. But he has good stuff. Like, he is a major league pitcher. Right. Now, is he a number two guy? No. He is 100% not, in no, my opinion. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think he's a three or a four. But I mean. But at his best, he is. You look at his stats, and he's, yeah, he's got that 7-plus ERA, but you look at that, that FIP, the fielding, independent pitching, yeah. where you kind of look at, like, well, if, if the defense had done something close to resembling a job, like, it's under three. Like, he, that dude has some, he's going through some bad luck. Like, balls are just finding their way into what? his mouth and also uh, <laughs> into the field nice. they just drop they're just dropping in like well, and you know he's real he's so dependent on that curveball and if he's not locating that then all hell breaks loose and that seems to be the the trend so far but you know what tonight they're facing a winningless pitcher who still somehow has a 3.81 ERA but uh, I, I did it? that. I, I did the Iwakuma. Pre- Iwakuma. I don't know how to say Iwakuma would be my Iwakuma. guess. I, yeah, he. Did, I did the the preview, and I think Baseball Reference had screwed up because I saw that, and he, I I don't know. So my my little notes and numbers post from today, previewing tonight's game, could be very badly mistaken. I don't you know, know, I really like watching Seattle's lineup. I really don't like them. Like, I'm not a big Robinson Cano guy as it is. I respect his talent or whatever. And then you got, like, who else do we hate on there? Nelson Cruz. Oh, fucking Nelson Cruz can die 
in a train wreck, I, in like an, a literal train wreck, like an 1880s derailment off a wood bridge into a canyon. <laughs> well, it's sort of like Back to the Future, what is that, three? Like during a robbery, like during a bandit robbery, derailed into a canyon where there's somehow canyon crocs, which are not an actual animal, <laughs> but they're down there and they eat the remains of his lifeless body. All right, carry on. He dies in an unmarked grave. That'd be fine. So, so I still have more hate for other people, but I am just not happy. And I'm not happy because of my love. It's, it's, it's like that the parent thing. It's like I'm doing this because I love you, and yeah. then I beat you with a, with a belt. And, and, <laughs> and we talked about this on a previous episode that the Mariners were sort of, were sort of my AL. The Red Sox were your AL team before mm-hmm. the Astros. The Mariners were mine because my parents lived in Seattle for a little bit, and I I went to Safeco, and it's a it's my favorite non Minute made park. Yeah, I've never been, but I will say that Ken Griffey Jr. is my all time favorite baseball player. He's your boy. Um, Jackie Robinson's mine to uh, get on my high horse, but whatever. Okay, shut up. Ken Griffey Jr. is cool, I guess. Shut up. He has like the greatest switch. Yeah, seriously, shut up. Like, get this fucking number 42. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Let's move on from that. Anyway, so. Stupid pandering bullshit. That <laughs> Jackie, Ro- Jackie Robinson's mine. Well, you know what? Uh, Satchel Page is mine. J.R. Richard's mine. Uh, who's that awesome catcher? I. I, I literally don't know of what they, an awesome they hit all the knee league home runs uh yeah. he was amazing for the astros no the oh. negro league catcher oh josh uh, gibson uh, josh gibson yeah he's my favorite uh, he's a good one too that's a good one yeah yeah anyway so if we're done yeah and that, that was not being racist that was just a to see who knew more black clear i guess it was <laughs> was it racist i no, don't know it's not racist. okay let's move on um Basically, the starting pitching looks like it's been a who. It, it bas- the starting pitchers have looked like like dudes that won like a like a Sports Center. This is my like like a Make a Wish. Like guys that want to start like a Major League Baseball game. Like that's sort of what it's looked like so far. Yeah, is that too far? No, that's actually pretty dead on. Okay, so the, nobody's looked like anybody from last year. Feldman, we sort of figured. You know, Feldman was a good was a good free agent signing in 2013. Um, not so great coming into the 2016 season. But we, but you know what, with Feldman, we know what we have with him, and and that's one thing that I respect about Feldman. He is what he is, and we know what he is, and he's never gonna. He just kind of does his thing. Do would you agree with that? Like he's not. He's a manageable guy. He's a back-of-the-rotation guy or long relief that can get you out of some jams, but he can also put you into some jams. Yeah, but, he's going to... But he, has, he doesn't have dazzling stuff. He has nothing that says he's going to go out and dominate a game. Maybe that's too harsh. I don't know. No, I, I think feel like right. I, Feldman is Feldman, and I, I know who he is. Everybody he, else is is underperforming. I think Feldman just by virtue of his last name, you know what you're going to get. Like if you if you send a dude to do a job named Feldman, like right. you're going to get a Feldman job. And <laughs> that's pretty true. And and it's it's not like his name's Clayton Kershaw, you know, where where he's going to come out and just dominate 
Yeah, that's everything. just a badass name. Yeah, it's a, he doesn't have a great... His name's his middle name's Wynn. That's all... The, W-Y-N-N-E. Like, that's that's pretty much what you need to know about Scott hey, Feldman. Scotty Wynn, lunch is ready. That's Come exactly. on in, I'm ringing the lunch bell. Scotty Wynn, don't you mess with them animals. Come on in, Scotty <laughs> Wynn. Like, man... I don't know why that's... No, that's perfect. That's exactly... Yeah. That's sort of... That's what I saw. Like, I don't... Like flannel shirt and like jeans rolled up. And like, they, like their mailbox has the Feldmans with like a heart on it. And an painted. American flag. Don't forget an American flag. American flag. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that the Feldmans mailbox has another mailbox like 20 feet in the air that, that, is, that is marked for airmail. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely separated. Yeah. So. Very manicured lawn. Some good, nice... Uh, Japanese boxwood hedges going up the uh, landscape, going up the the driveway there. Yeah, very manicured lawn. A couple solar paneled uh, lights to mark the driveway, but not so yep. much that people think they're Democrats. Yeah, exactly. Not too much. And then their backyard, they have they have like those horse fences. They have mm-hmm. just enough land to where they have like those weird horse like farm fences that no. just have like the two. But no horses. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no horses. They don't have horses. No, yet. they don't have horses. But they just have, like, the land to have, like, that open feel. I will say this about Scott Feldman and his contract. That the, the genius of signing Scott Feldman was that they front-loaded his deal. Right. And so he signed, like, that, thir- that three-year, $30 million deal. And that was, like, the most money than the Astros had spent on, like, the entire team in two or three years. But they paid him like twelve million the first year, ten million the second. This year he's making eight million. So you can kind of deal with seeing what you get from and this I, year. I really love that that kind of. I don't know if it's necessarily a trend, but I love that approach to contracts. And I think yeah, players could, appreciate it too because they don't know what they're going to do. And I mean, I could see both sides of it, but I can see by like it, pay the dude when you know where they're at up front. And then, you know what, if your light's out, you're going to have the power to renegotiate anyway. So, like, take your diminishing returns, because that's pretty much what every contract is. Yeah, and if you're, if you're in that position where you're a 32, 33-year-old starting pitcher, like, it, and, and things do, aren't working out, then it's probably because the team that you originally signed with isn't performing the way that they thought. Right. And and it makes it makes it a little bit easier for you to get to a better opportunity. Like there may be a team like the Dodgers or the the Yankees Gross. or the, the yeah, but I mean the a team that is maybe in a little bit more of a of a position of contending that could use someone like you where you can sort of contribute down down the stretch. It makes it a little bit easier to swallow whereas if the Astros had signed into a 30 million dollar deal and the first year was for like Four million, and the second year was for five, and then the third right. year was for the other way. Million. Yeah, you're like, screw that! I'm not paying twenty one million dollars for Scott Feldman. But when it's eight, or the prorated version of eight, then it's a little bit easier to handle. Hey, this is a little bit off topic, but how come we didn't make fun of Scott's service last last episode? Because l- almost literally nobody remembers that he existed. We do. I forgot. Like I referred to him. You didn't forget Scott's service. I did. In one in one post, I referred to the manager of the Mariners as whoever is now currently managing the Mariners. Yeah, but I, that's because we didn't know Scott. You didn't know Scott's service was managing, and nobody knows that. Well, yeah. But yeah, I, I got it. Okay, so I I'm on the ESPN app on my phone, and I was just reading through their preview, 
and they had a link for Scott's service, and it it took it to a page where it has no photo. And then apparently was he, I guess he, I don't know. It has his page with the Astros as number 21. But it says position catcher, age 48. <laughs> hey, maybe he's like... Like, it has, the- like, his baseball page, but, like, he hasn't been in the game for a really long... What the fuck? Okay. Good job, I, ESPN. I thought, yeah, they tried to get cute, and once again, ESPN loses. They're too busy, like, serenading Skip Bayless out the door. Wow, yeah, they got some stuff going on over there. It's long. It's it's been a long time. Coming. Long time coming. Yeah, I completely agree. How do you feel about ESPN? How do what did you think? I, I I don't know. We were recording during the Sunday night game, and by the time I got done and got everything uploaded and what I needed to do, like it wasn't it wasn't worth watching, and I fell asleep because uh, I'm tired. But like, what did you think of ESPN's coverage of the Astros for the first time in three years? Um, I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. It 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 didn't have the same like feeling that say a uh, a TNT game does because I, I they have the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball has the same rights that TNT does where n- no local broadcasts. Okay. So and I feel like TNT brings it when uh, even if you're like the early game, whether you get Reggie Miller and whoever, or you get. You know, you get the uh, Marv Albert and the A-Team. Like, th- that's an experience. Sunday Night Baseball doesn't deliver that same experience, in my opinion. Uh, I'd agree but with they, that. But they, were getting, but they were getting excited about stuff. Like, I, even there were some hits in the gap that were caught by the Astros. And, like, they got hyped for. Like, I, I, they were trying, is what I, what I heard in the few innings that I watched. That they tried to make it more of a maybe that's what made it suck is that they were trying to make it more of a big deal and more crucial than it really really was. Well, I think an Astros Red Sox game in April probably seemed like and a, it ended up being a hell of a game. I t- I turned it off. Wait a second. You I, all right? So I felt as though you turned it off before the. 12th I inning? turned it off before I didn't. I thought it was over. I turned it off before the ninth, so I didn't. Cause you texted I, I didn't see them come back and then go to extra innings. I well, found out later. Yeah, you texted me and were like, "You need to turn this on," and but I was I didn't see that until like five o three a.m. the next morning. So yeah, I I don't know when I did that, but I missed the two runs in the ninth. The I kind of the, scrapping around, and I remember I, I listened back to our last episode, and we were kind of like scrapping around. You you missed Just, the Possum King Homer. Yeah, my my God, the Possum King. <laughs> Have I, d- I, I just hope that he read that like that thread of, of tweets yesterday and hope he doesn't hate me. I'm or, not. Just like, yeah, I love it. Like, yeah, I hope he doesn't think it's offensive because I think it's an amazing thing. It's not a slight on him no. at all. He is the possum king, and that I hold that in high regard. I feel like Colby Rasmus is one of those like proud-to-be-a-redneck dude, but I don't know. I'm concerned about how much, like, if uh, it's one of those things, like, your brother can call you a redneck, but if anyone else does, you're going to get your ass beat. Like, I'm, I'm worried about that. That's true, but I, 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 I am saying it in a, in a positive way. Like, dude, you run all the possums. Like, this is good. He's the pied, he's the pied possum piper. <laughs> so I didn't. Just, it's just a cool fucking name. Like, it, it's a great name. And but, but he's embraced Colby Jack, so that's where, that's where. 
like that's even his Twitter handle is Mr. Colby Jack. So it's like, all right, yeah, you can be the you can be the Rat King, but that's the Ninja Turtle guy, so you can't be the Rat King. <laughs> the uh, the weird thing is that, and I'm I swear I'm not like bra- There's no bragging about Twitter. Right. But the, the the weird thing is that the Colby Rasmus follows thirty one people on Twitter, and somehow Astros County is one of them. I, That's badass. I was really impressed and jealous at the same time. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Like I, and I'll be honest. Like I've sort of edited myself a little bit. Not that I have anything bad to say about Colby Rasmus, but. Just well, that's the thing, yeah. For pro athletes, like I had, um, like DeAndre Hopkins followed me for a really long time with the Texans. Nice. And then, like, I'm sure I said something, not about him because he's great, but you can't like trash your local team, which you have every right to do as a fan, and have like the athletes love it. <laughs> that's true. You know, and see it, and like, just be like, these Texans suck balls. <laughs> and then, like, DeAndre Hopkins is like, well, fuck this dude. <laughs> you know? So there was there was the story I was gonna tell, uh, opening night, and it was it was the well it, it turned out to be op- for the rest of Major League Baseball it was opening night it was that Sunday, and the Astros were supposed to play that Monday in New York and then it got like iced out or whatever and and I I promised I'd tell the story and I didn't and and I want to take a little break to tell the story before we get back to the rage fest that is the, and the dumpster right. fire that is the 2016 Astros at this point. But, but we had like a possum in our front yard and I have a yes. weird, I have a weird thing with possums. Like I, I don't have any brothers or sisters and, um, I have two cousins that are very much like my brothers and one lives in Detroit and one lives in Atlanta which my poor cousin Jeremy, who lives in Atlanta, decided before the season that he knew the Braves were going to be a trash fire. So he was going to watch the Astros because he knew they'd be good. Um, sucker. And <laughs> so, so anyway, he has a, uh, at the time, his son was like 11 years old. And I was, when I used to live in Nashville, like we'd, we'd go down to Atlanta for, you know, a weekend and hang out and whatever. And, and basically like, so we were hanging out with like my cousin and his wife who's fantastic and their kids who are both fantastic. But the, like the, the younger son, like he was kind of acting out and my cousin gets in a lot of trouble cause he tries to make me laugh, uh, around his family. So his wife doesn't think too highly of that. But this one time, like, like Ryan, my cousin, my nephew, I guess was, uh, kind of acting up a little bit. And my cousin Jeremy goes, you know what, Ryan, he goes, you keep acting like that, and something's going to happen. And, <laughs> and Ryan's like, oh, okay. He, okay. Goes, he, goes, he goes, you don't understand. I caught a possum. And they live in, like, North Atlanta, so it's totally plausible that he'd catch a possum. He's like, I, I caught a possum, and <laughs> I, I trapped it in a cage, and I knew he was hungry, and I just wanted to just make him rage as hard as I possibly could. So... Rather than feed him, he's like, I feed him enough to keep him alive. But <laughs> but rather than give him enough food to actually subsist, I put a jar of peanut butter in front of his cage and I put a fan behind the peanut butter so they would just waft the smell of peanut butter so that he would just go crazy. He'd just go crazy for the smell of peanut butter. <laughs> he goes, and I've done this for two weeks. And if you don't straighten up right now, I'm going to wait until you fall asleep. And I'm going to get a spatula. I'm going to get some peanut butter, and I'm going to slather it all over your crotch, and I'm going to let the possum loose. And, like, <laughs> and that was enough. That guy, that's, 
fucking gangster as hell. Like I, <laughs> and, I feel and, like I need to hang out with him. Yo, we uh, at some point we all we're all gonna get together in Texas. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a family trip. That's right. That's right. And, and whether that's in Roswell, Georgia, or whether that's in Houston, or whether that's here in the good old heart of Texas, it's gonna happen. So I just felt like I the, 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 there's been a whole bunch of new followers since I've told that since I told that story on Twitter. You know what I should, even though I needed to hear that story, I should have uh, got another drink while you were doing that because I need one and I'm trapped. Can you, can you like do a soliloquy? I'll stop. Can you, re- can you read stats? Can you do anything? I'll, I, I'm right next to my kitchen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intro our next point. Because, yeah, just or hype something or make something up for a future episode. Do anything and I will be back in like 30 seconds. I'm not even going to edit this out. So, um, no, no, fuck, yeah, no, this is, you get bonus, like, this is like behind the scenes type shit. Yeah. There's no editing, this is just what it is. We, we but yeah, alright, I'm just gonna go get that drink and shut up now, I'll be right back. Alright, so, Bye. so, I did a post earlier today about, and I did it during lunch, don't worry, I wasn't neglecting my job, um, and I'd been working on it kind of since last night, since everyone kind of tweeted the tombstone, the Chronicle infamous tombstone thing uh, from 2005. And the Astros started 15 and 30. And, and 6 and 15 and 15 and 30, uh, mathematically not dissimilar, uh, but, but whatever. And just kind of comparing the 2005 Astros with the expectations of going... Pushing the Cardinals, the 2004 team was better than the 2005 team, uh, simply due to the presence of Jeff Kent, uh, Carlos Beltran, and and I'll ask Patrick when he gets back. I'll ask his opinion on this, but sort of the the similarities between the 2005 Astros, their early season, and the 2016 Astros, with the expectations with the playoff run, coming back, thinking that things were going to get better, and then the season starts off, and it's absolutely god-awful. It's a sin before God. Everybody should be ashamed. Like, there should be a shrine to Jobu in the Astros' locker room right now. And so, basically, the conclusion was, that, that I came up with, was that, 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 I came up with was the Astros need to get their crap together sooner than later. And the difference between the the 05 Astros and the 2016 Astros is a front three in the rotation of Oswalt, Clemens, and Pettit. And that's not exactly Keuchel, McHugh, and Fires. Hi. So I don't know if you heard any of that that I just said. I heard you reel off the comparison between rotation of the World Series team, and then, or was it, did you say, yeah, the World Series team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's all I heard. My question to you is, which was the better team? Because the listeners have, have heard the interlude while you were off getting a drink. What was the better team, 2005 or 2004? 2004. Absolutely 100% agree. And why do you say that? They just were. I um, 2005 kind of scrapped around. They they kind of remind me of the Rockets' second championship team, even though the Rockets pulled it off. They just kind of didn't they didn't they backdoor their way into the playoffs 
Or am I, didn't they go on a crazy streak to get in, or is it was that 2006? 2000, 2004 was the like that you finished the season 36 and 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I don't know the 2004 team. I don't know if I just hold them in higher regard because, like, that's the team that did it. Like they broke through and they had that great series with St. Louis. I, I don't know why. Well, I, I don't. I don't have a legitimate reason. Uh, yeah, having spent a decent amount of time today looking at it, I'll, there's there's two reasons. Tell me why, uh, Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's a hundred percent. That was the most one of the most amazing. Well, fuck him, number one. But number yeah. two, that that playoff run was one of the greatest things I've witnessed. Almost it, but it wasn't as fun as Kobe Rasmus's. No, that's true. That's absolutely. It, it true. was. It, it was more important. I feel like, but it wasn't as fun. So a quick story about the 2004 Astros. My wife and I got married in 2003. Her Mm. brother, who I also count as a brother, he and his wife got married in 2004, the summer after. And he's from Houston, but he's now a Rangers fan, so whatever. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. No, I've got a lot of opinions about this, and I give him a lot of crap about it every chance I get. That's, okay, well, write that down. Because we're gonna have to revisit this. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. We're gonna get Aaron back. That's back to not. The that's oh okay. He's, he's the lost sheep that has to be brought back to the flock. Um, so he uh, grew up in Houston, but he's lived in Dallas for like twelve years. And his, I don't want to get into it. He's an, oh, I'm at, so annoyed right now. But the, I'll finish your story. I'm sorry. At the time, he was an Astros fan. His <sighs> wife, his wife is legit from Dallas. Like she's just a a Dallas. She's a Dallas so, girl. So she kind of sucks. <laughs> Her no baseball offense. Opinions. I love you. I'm sorry. We're family you, now. We're all family now. So I, I feel like I can say these things. Yeah, like, yeah. You, we're yeah. part of the. I'm part of the crew now. Well, my daughter calls you Uncle Pat. So so that's mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of creepy, but I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, so so there, the night before, maybe it was two nights before. No, it was the night before. The night before they got married, because he was a, an Astros fan, she's a Rangers fan, they had their rehearsal dinner at the ballpark in Arlington. And it just so happened that, like, at his bachelor party, which was two nights before, which I highly recommend if you're about to get married, have your bachelor party two nights before your wedding. Right, of course. Not, bef- not the night before. So the two nights before, like, uh, we're at his bachelor party, and, and we didn't go to a strip club. Like, I've never been to a strip club in my entire life. But, but we find out during dinner that the Astros traded for Carlos Beltran, and we all went insane. And the next night at the ballpark, we were at Carlos Beltran's Astros debut in, like, a suite for the game. And that was the game that – I want to say it was the game that the Astros won – one nothing because Beltron hit a home run and yeah, robbed I, a Rangers home run over the fence. That's exactly what happened. I was there too. I was a season ticket holder at the time. That's exactly what happened. So yeah. he was a he was a he was a folk hero from Jump Street. Yeah, that's why that that's why the hatred runs so deep and we hate him so much is just because we meant nothing to him. Like we were like nothing to him, and he came here and like changed our lives. And then was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, and then like a, and then it was like Kaiser Soze, like, he's gone. Uh-huh. So, But anyway, he was so good. I agree, and I think that if, you know, Pettit hurt his elbow in 2004 and missed 
you know, the basically the second half of the season. Like, I think if, if there was a healthy Pettit and then and not a Pete Monroe or whatever, then then the Astros could have won the World Even though I don't know anyone would have stopped the Red Sox from winning the World Series. Uh, no, that was predestined. Uh, that was, yeah, that was destined, I think. Yeah, that's in, there's some, like, apocryphal story that's written down at the bottom of the Red Sea that said in 2004 <laughs> the Astros. The, the but, what, but what if we were like series. we ruined Fever Pitch? Like what if we like <laughs> how fucking great would that be? It'd like be, that would make up for everything that I've had to deal with. I have a lot of opinions about Fever Pitch because I read the book like a and I'm not trying to be like that guy like oh the yeah the, you are you're being that guy I'm not I'm, yeah I'm sort of being that guy but the the book was so fantastic. And it was before High Fidelity, so it was before, like, everybody, like, Ben Folds was all over Nick Hornby's junk, like, but but that Fever Pitch, Fever Pitch and High Fidelity are two of the most important books I've ever read in my entire life. By the I, I, I agree with that. But it would have been great to to just ruin the the Fairley Brothers movie. You know what, I it's one I of those movies Jimmy, that I, don't know how I, you know, I know is bad, but I, I will watch it, and I do love that they had to change the ending because the the, the Red Sox won. Yeah. I, I, that's just kind of, that plays to the romantic in my heart. Like, I, I thought that's cool. But I did not think it's cool that they were celebrating on the field while the Red Sox won the World Series after whatever many years. I can't, not think, cool. I can't think of an Astros comparison, like, to, to that scenario where, like... I mean, I, let's see. The, so the pennant clinch was on the road... I, I was at a place called Sports Resort, just this shitty fucking sports bar. <laughs> but it was like a locker room celebration, and we were going wild, and people were spraying champagne. And that was just pure joy. Um, I was at the Chris Burke game. Um, that was amazing in itself, but we were all so exhausted. Yeah. Um, you know, beer got cut off in the seventh inning. Um, and then standing up and down all through the extra innings, it was totally worth it to be there, but fuck dude. And Luke Scott was like three inches away from being the Chris Burke. I mean, that game was so bad that like my buddy and I went to, uh, Larry Durkery's bamboo hut and we were sitting outside when it was five zero or five one, whatever it was. And got back into our seats in time for the awesomest, not Grand Slam, Grand Slam. <laughs> and uh, Berkman hit a Grand Slam. Berkman hit a Grand Slam, and or an Osmus hit a home run later. That's what it was. Um, it was, but Osmus's was not a home like. In no, this, it wasn't. It was not a home run. And I don't. I don't. Be, I do not care. Like everybody can die in a fucking fire. I don't care. Which is it why Osmus is better than Castro. Uh, fuck Castro. <laughs> I want to talk about that in a second. Before because we're basically what we're doing right now is rehashing good memories to get over how terrible this year is. And you know what? Like all right, so we we have put to bed the it's early not moniker, but the uh what rally cry, whatever the excuse, whatever term you want to dub that. It's the we, hipster. We put it's, that to bed. We are up one to nothing, by the way. Altuve homered. God, he's a god. Did I did I call that? Did I call an Altuve homer? I think I did. I, I think that that would be like the only thing you would like. It's like that or Erasmus home run. Like That's not really going out on a limb. Excuse me. I'm I burped. did. I did call the, uh, the uh, Altuve oh, homer. Oh, it's one to one. 
Robinson Cano just homered. Of course he did. Fuck, fuck you, Seattle. Your coffee. All right, let's still let's still bitch a little bit longer, and then we'll we'll make this a full episode. Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, we're both drinking. We're like, wait, this is this is what you're gonna get, whether we are good or bad or ugly. That's so cliche and terrible. I'm sorry I said that. Um, <laughs> but these are the shows that I'm excited about. And we've talked about this. Yeah, we we planned the. The bonus shows on off days and stuff, but like any chance we get where we're both free, like literally, James texted me and was like, "I don't know what you're doing, but I got an empty house and I'm like a few beers in. Like, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Set your shit up, son. Yeah, like it's time to roll. Let me run to the liquor store and like back and within 20 minutes we're we're recording. So like this is kind of what we want to do. Yeah, and we're we're doing it. We're doing it. So. I don't care if it clogs that. I don't care if you have like 25 episodes of Serial to listen to. You're going to listen to us. Yeah, you are. So, yeah. Okay, so, but sorry, I, I'm, a, I'm a train of thought ruiner. That's kind of my thing, so I really apologize for that. No, go for it. Um, all right, yeah, so we were talking about the uh, the days of yore. Yeah. We, yeah, which is a way to compensate for how terrible this is. So, but last year was a day of yore. Last year is a long time ago. Is as the the way things go are going right now? Like, yeah, last year was a long time ago, because Ugh. because the most of last year wasn't was, so great. No, it was it was actually bad a lot of the time, especially on the road. Yeah, and and I think but we. It's talk funny about- how it's funny how we can trick ourselves into thinking a certain way about things. Like, yes, that that start was totally crucial in in our playoff whatever our making the playoffs and making the wild card game and winning that but it's just like you forget that we were not we were a, a, not just mediocre we were a not good baseball team yes for a lot a lot of the year and the only saving grace was that like you said last week and he hadn't done this year Keichel was a stopper and McHugh Got some wins, night, but they did enough. But they did. But they did enough to get in. Got we hard. Shit, we're four games out of fourth place. Like fuck this right now. I'm I'm mad again. I just looked at the standings for whatever reason. <laughs> like the Angels have ten wins. Everybody else has eleven. Yeah. And I and and I've been saying this whole year that this is going to be a scrap division, and it still might be because they're all hovering around 500. But it doesn't matter when you're one of the worst, uh, second-worst team in the whole league. Not not in the whole league, like in all of baseball. Like all No, that, that's what I mean. That's what I meant, the, the whole league. Because like the, baseball, the, yeah, the, uh, the Braves have won four. The the twins have apparently resurrected the ghost of Kent Herbeck and are now well, then, like winning and, games. But they're still just seven and fourteen. But they start out zero and nine. So I guess you can look at that and say, oh, at least you can do something. I don't know. I'm just so annoyed. I'm so annoyed with this because and and we talked about this earlier. Like it's a it's a complete failure on multiple levels. Like all all levels. There is not. What's one? Can you name? One one aspect of baseball that we are hitting our mark in. I think the bullpen's been pretty good. I, Has I, it? 
And I still believe in Ken, Ken Giles. I, I still Ken, believe in Ken Giles too, but he has not been good. No. So I loop him in with the bullpen, and no, it hasn't. He, Ken Giles has lost three games by himself. Yeah, that's um, a lot when you've played 21. Yeah. Yeah. But But I I would agree with you that considering the circumstances and how bad starting pitching has been, that that would be (laughs) – I mean, I guess that's the good thing. Oh, shit. That was the angriest, like, white dude laugh I've ever heard. Well, it's just because I'm rehashing everything in my head at once, and it's all kind of coming into fruition. Um, I'd say Altuve, the way he's approached – his his batting this this season, the way he's changed everything, I think that's the greatest thing that's happened. Yeah, um, and it's clearly working. He's hitting for power. He's getting on base. He's taking pitches. Like that's awesome. So I kind of equate that with eventually Carlos Correa, the god, is going to be a god. But shit, when uh, that gonna be? When that gonna be? In the last week, it's been all right. Um, but he has not. But not timely wise. Like, yeah, he's getting like he got that hit and uh, in the Boston game, and 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 Rasmus hit the home run. That's crucial. But he's not driving in runs. He's not hitting home runs. He's not. No, he's but, not being the one time, like the one stop shop that we expect of him, or that he was when he came up. Ow! I just hit my finger. In it. Oh, I'm bleeding. Cool. I'm <laughs> bleeding on the show, guys. Thanks a lot, Astros. Look what you've done. You know what? They did that. They did that. Yeah. Hope you feel good about yourself, Astros. We better win this game. You spilled blood for this game. I did. I'm like a Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You um, a dragon, apparently. <laughs> uh, what do we do? Like, what? What do we do? There, there's nothing. There's nothing that can be done. Like, I mean, what do the, they do? Rather, not we. I like to loop us in just because I want to be. I want to be a part of a team. We're the twenty-seven. We're the twenty-sixth and twenty-seventh men on the active roster. Um, you, there's you can't do anything. Like like the Astros can't do anything, but but be. It's a dumb thing to say, but be better. And starting pitching is a disaster. If the Astros yep. score a bunch of runs, the the. Uh, starters are going to give up a bunch of runs. It's like they let their guard down. Yeah, it's like they can't they can't put it together whether it's a low-scoring game or it's we score runs, then it's like, oh, okay, well, then we can give up runs. Yeah, and, and I guess if I want to be silver lining guy, which I really am, like I am a positive person. I believe in, in the goodness of things. Um the lack of execution. Yeah. I think there's so much lack of execution that it has to turn around. And I don't know to what extent, but we are a better baseball team than what we are right now. Well, and yeah. to, to where that goes or to what, what that means, I don't know. But it's we are going to play better baseball because this is as bad as it can get. And, and Hands down. And we talked about this on Sunday night, but – things will turn around because the law of averages will say, and I, I don't want to be like the, I, I, I am not the sunshine and rainbows guy. Like, like you and I have been doing this long enough to know that, that sunshine and rainbows do not coincide with the Astros. No, but 
by the time it turns around, how far out are they going to be? Like the well, the, that that that's the thing, and that yeah, that's that's the magic question, and that's why I've been saying that. I mean, I I honestly need them to sweep out this road trip. I need them to win tonight, and I need them to to sweep Oakland, and that's just to like get back to ten wins. Yeah, and just just to hang around and. I, I will feel a lot better if they do that, but that's that's a that's a tall order. If you have a six game road trip, and I don't know I don't know who's coming up after Oakland. I haven't looked I, that far ahead. I'm, because, I'm on that, but you it's your point. We got Minnesota in in town, so that's that's good. And then we got Seattle back at home for four. So look, so we have three with Oakland, three with Minnesota at home, and then four with Seattle at home. This is our chance to get back in the mix, and then we can go after that. Here's what scares me. Is Everything? That, well, yeah. The, the, every, all of the existence and consciousness scares me. <laughs> but, but if space, the, space scares you, just the, space in the general. The space-time continuum, yeah, absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Sorry about that. Go ahead. The, that the Astros could possibly go on a road trip with Seattle and Oakland and and manage to avoid Felix Hernandez and Sonny Gray uh, and 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 not have to face those dudes who are legit top of the AL starters and come away with absolutely nothing. They made Nate Carnes look like Sandy got dang Koufax last night. Like and, said, and dang. And I don't know what and, and I I mentioned it this morning that there was an like after the game last night Hinch said we have guys that are trying to erase three weeks of baseball in 24 hours, and it doesn't work like that. And right. I, and I agree with that, but I'd still like to see Hinch come out in like an air cast because somebody got the crap kicked out of them for doing something stupid. Like, I think it, at this point, everyone knows they're doing something stupid, but there needs to be some real physical consequences. Like, somebody goes on the DL with a broken nose because right. Hinch went like full on former NL catcher on him and absolutely and, obliterated him. And see and, and and that's kind of one of the things that I don't like. One of the very few things that I don't like about having a a player's coach is that he's one of the guys and yeah, that's awesome when everything's good. Yeah. But he doesn't have that like Oh my God! I'm scared to go in his office. I'm scared to talk to this guy or about him. He's not. He's not the type of guy that's gonna rip you a new one. And and maybe maybe he is. Maybe he does call people out, like in in private, and that we don't know about. But he didn't strike me as a guy that does that. So that's what they need is like an authoritarian. Just just once, just like scare them and get them in line. And then you can go back to being their boy once everybody falls in the line. Yeah. I don't think he has that in him. And, and to fire anybody at this point is stupid. Mm-mm. Unless, Mm-mm. I don't know, unless you're Scott Feldman, who sort of got fired a little bit. No, no, no. I mean, I, that's, that's crazy talk. But it might not be if this, this trend continues. And I hate to say that. And, so, I, and that could be overreacting, and it probably is because they're forcing us to overreact based on their start to the season. <laughs> their 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 awful play is forcing strong reactions. But but if you're looking at 
total body of work, it's not that great. Yeah. And a lot of it's hype. The the problem is that there are ready-made excuses for why things aren't going so well. Like like Springer missed what two months because that jerk off from the Royals like broke his hand or whatever. Yeah, McCullers got you know is is uh, random. We haven't talked about him enough. We need that motherfucker back. He needs, now he needs to get the get the Bud Kilmer varsity blues cortisone shot and <laughs> to and, destroy his elbow or arm or whatever right. shoulder. Um, apparently he he threw today and texted that he felt uh, texted to the hinge today that he felt good. Well, the what how he feels today? But he did. But he did that like last time too, and he got put on another 15-day DL. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, how he feels today but, but doesn't matter. Me. It's how he feels tomorrow that that matters. Right. And but I don't I feel think... like he's he's really important not not even because of ability even though that's a big part of it, but just because all of our pitchers are the same guy. Yes. They're the yes. same fucking guy and and McCullers just throws gas and that's why I miss Velasquez so much. Like we we're all they're all the same finesse, ninety one miles an hour, and they're bringing the heat. Yeah, if you if you see the I mean, all of them, if if you have a pitcher that can throw ninety two, if he like blows his arm out, and and I say that knowing full well that I could go to a speed pitch at Astro World should it exist, and I could rip every tendon and ligament in my shoulder to hump it up to like sixty three. Yeah, right. But if you're a major league hitter and all you see are like location ninety, and they're right around the same, so you can tune into that. Yes. So it's it's just like that's why I'm a fan of this Davinsky move. Yeah. Um, but at least slow it down a little. You just bit. need different guys. Like that's why Wandy Rodriguez was so successful because he just came in and threw these just like brutal. And hopefully he maybe call him up to do some shit too. I just don't like that they're all the same across the line, and I and I think that that plays a role in teams just getting comfortable. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you figure out the timing of the first pitcher of the series, then by the third pitcher of the series, you're gonna know sort of what's up, unless they throw a fork ball or whatever. But no, I totally agree. Like McCullers is important because he can throw ninety six, ninety seven. And if Giles was halfway effective, then he could throw 98, 99, 100. throws hard, right? He, well, I, he, he can throw hard, but his big thing is that, is that changeup. Well, of course, that changeup's devastating, but you have to be able to throw hard to throw a changeup. Well, yeah, and he can, I mean, yeah, he theoretically. Can speeds. So, I mean, I don't know how you fix the team, and, and I want to hate on your boy Castro for a second. Whoa! Let's come on. I'm let's throw a party. I'm ready for this. Because I was I was all about like Castro's defense and how he oh. was he and made up for no no amount of defense can make up for hitting one fourteen. No, that's that that's the the worst. It's 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 so bad. It's funny, and I hate him so much. But fuck, that's bad. I mean, he that dude goes up there, and it looks like he and having been the guy that. I've missed three games, two because they were day games, and one because we were recording and I fell asleep. Um, like, he doesn't have a clue. No. And you, no amount of pitch framing and no amount of calling a game can make up for the fact that you are a black hole with a bat. 
that's been my point. And that's why I th- finally people are starting to come around. I don't mean you, but I've been saying that, and all I got were people saying, oh, but he can – his defense or he can frame a pitch. Like, get the fuck out. Every catcher can frame a pitch. Like, get out of here. Well, I mean – I understand that he's good at it. I get it. If but you're, if you're he hitting- is – he is that bad at the plate where he isn't out, and I, I, uh, uh-uh. no. If you're hitting 240 and you play stellar defense, C I E Adam. Oh, it, you have a job forever if yeah. you hit 240 and you play stellar defense. But if you're hitting, you hit 220, and we can talk about it. But and that's pushing it. But like we're not even. He's not even near 200. Mm-mm. Like he's not even near the Mendoza line. He'd have to go on a he's tear. He's so fucking to touch bad. 200. Like he he'd have to go on a tear just to like be bad. <laughs> he have to like he'd have to go on a crazy hitting streak just to be really bad. To, to, and that's not good. To be the gold standard of of poor hitting. Hence why Gaddis will be catching in the next ten days. But they said that a couple weeks ago it was going to be 10 days so i don't if you can't get gaddis in on a road game when you're down 11 to 1 like you're not going to get him in like i don't i don't understand why gaddis was not in last night i don't understand a lot of things to be honest with you well i there are decisions happening in a vacuum and i don't know what that vacuum is it's a vacuum of death well yeah, the vacuum is sucking up our souls is basically uh, what's happening. Oh, it is. But, okay, so... Who else are you pissed at? I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in Carlos Correa. Yes. He's had a rough... I mean, I'm disappointed. He is a fucking kid. And... But he is... Clearly has the talent. Like, that's not even up for debate. So it's not like he came up and was just like a flash in the pan. No. He is the truth, and he just needs to get it together. And I just need him – like, that's why I'm, I'm talking all nice and gentle because I love the guy. He's I – not, I will not yell at you like I do that son of a bitch Castro, <laughs> that piece of shit. Like, I love you, Los. Like, like, you're the truth. You're the future. But please, like, get it together. And you know what, Carlos Gomez? I need to talk to you as well. I've put my ass on the line for you. You did. For multiple weeks, I've defended you, and I, I, I think you're a fantastic ball player. But if you don't do something fucking right now, I will turn. And if, if I turn on you... You're the last a, man. A, a woman's scorn is... I don't even know what that means. I, was, I don't know what I was going to say there. Hell something about no a woman's scorn, but obviously no that doesn't make any sense. But I'm fucking pissed, Gomez. So, like... When I put when I when I defend somebody and you betray me with with no production, oh, I will never forgive you. Well, so so I'll actually I'll be the guy I'll be the guy that comes that, that comes to Carlos Gomez's defense here. Mm. The first couple of at bats last night, like he averaged four hundred feet on some on some flyouts. He's not far off. It's just he's not putting it together and. He just needs to produce. Like we need for us to be a good ball team, Carlos Gomez has to be producing. And especially where they're putting him in the lineup, that's the that that's the black hole. He's around there. And he needs to be the leader of that black hole. The and Astros, hit himself out of that. The um, Astros current I, I think we score so many more runs 
with Carlos Gomez right around there. But uh, and and also to get off his case for a second, I think I, I don't remember who I was talking to the about this with on Twitter, and I apologize if you're listening. I'll, I'll go back and find it and I'll I'll make it right. But about how Tyler White starts this season super hot and all of a sudden he's cemented into this into the into the what five spot yeah and carlos gomez is an all-star you know a a, it's been an all-star and a veteran in the league and he's just being thrown around into different spots i think i think hinch needs to chill the fuck out and pick a lineup and let it roll for a couple of weeks and stop dabbling because Tyler White, great start. I think he's going to be a great hitter. I'm super proud of him. But he did not earn to be cemented into the five hole while you're throwing around everybody else around him. I, it kind of annoys me, these new lineups every night. I, I didn't think it would bother me, but now the way they're producing, it's like he's just reaching for something. Like something is magically going to just work, and then that's it. And it's pissing me off. Your boy uh, Jason Castro just got a one-out double. So well, you know what? Can he? Did he die on his way to second? <laughs> um, he, you know what? He. I should talk a lot. Well, my voice cracked. Puberty finally. Um, Welcome to puberty. It's fun. Every time I talk shit, he does that. Yeah, it's like true. When, if I'm if if he's at the plate and I'm in the middle of talking just straight shit. He does that. And they're like, oh, then people are like, oh, what about your boy Castro? Like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Look at his, like, he's still a piece of shit. Um, no, I, I really hope he doesn't listen to this because I, (laughs) I kind of hope he does. Uh, because we're legit. So I think, you know, I I think what you saw with Tyler White was like, that's flash in the pan shit to me. Like, not that he doesn't have potential to be great, but like, he got cemented in as just like, you know, he got his player of the week and blah, blah, blah. But that was flash in the pan shit. Like, you don't just come up and maintain shit like that. Well, I mean, that's what happens. Like, that that shortstop from Colorado, uh, Trevor Story, like, he did the exact same thing. Like, he started off hot, and everyone was like, holy crap, like, they replaced Tulowitzki. Like, just like that. And and he's been, because I'm... He's on my fantasy team, and I know this. Like, like <laughs> that he hasn't done anything since, right. and it's and that just, was an amazing start. And so it it was for White as well. It's and what happens to rookies. Like, you I'm get, super impressed. Yeah, it does. And Correa came up and just like torched the league from the start too. Like, there's always an adjustment period. Yeah, uh, and Altuve just doubled and Castro scored. Altuve is a fucking god. He like he's like like I'm talking. Hall of Fame. He's a future Hall of Famer. The dude, like, I don't think we appreciated him and up until he, because he was playing on those shitty teams. Yeah. The dude is an absolute beast. He and Colby Rasmus are the only dudes on the offense that have risen to the occasion. Yeah, but he's, like, not even risen. He's just, like, like yeah, for, I guess for power. But, like, he's just doing what he does. Like, Altuve is a hitting machine. Does he have the team-friendliest contract in the history of baseball? Or yeah. Yes, he does. Because the Astros straight up pounced on him when he was really struggling in, what was that, 2013? Yeah, it was 2013. Um, but that's all going to see, but that's all going to come to fruition. 
Well, he's about to make like two hundred million dollars, so uh, he better. Hopefully, and, it's and for see, the that, Astros. And, that, and that, that's why I'm glad that we have so much money. To uh, oh my God, Springer singled. We're hitting. So now we got first and third. Springer's putting it together now, and I think that that's super important. Um, ow, I just punched the microphone. I'm just, I'm a mess. <laughs> this whole podcast is a mess, but it's, uh, and see, it's and like I'm needed. mad at Carlos Correa, and he's hitting 273 with three homers and eight RBIs. He just did all of that in the first week, which yeah. means like he's still due to really be productive. But I, you know, I don't know. I I'm just so disappointed. I, that's what it is. It's a letdown, it's and a that's because letdown. of the hype. And that's because of what we expected, and that's not the Astros' fault. It's their fault for playing bad, but it's our fault for getting all hyped up for this World Series appearance and this take-over-the-world thing. Like, that's what we get. It's Am I wrong? For, it's our fault for thinking it. No, it's their fault for sucking. Don't get me wrong. I'm not letting them off the hook. But I'm saying, like, they don't – it's not their hype. They didn't write that Sports Illustrated cover. They didn't move it up to this year. Like, they were just playing baseball. But not well. But bad baseball at that. Oh, fuck. I'm so... I'm, I, I, uh, that noise. Like, I wish you could just save that. As, uh, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be just my, every time Castro comes to at bat. Like, <laughs> that's going to be uh, my new text uh, notification. Uh, 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 like, that's my new ringtone. <laughs> it's so... They're it's so frustrating, frustrating because we we do know how good they can be. But I, I think Correa singled. Altuve scored. Three to one Astros. See? Should we like go live every game? Can you can you can you just like neglect your family? I would cannot. I know you don't have to answer that. You I cannot. Would, but um I feel like that, that might be the thing that needs to happen. I'd consider it strongly. <laughs> if it yeah. I mean they can come on the show. If my, you know, like we can like eat at the dinner table and like just be live somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my wife wants to be on the show. She loves it. Oh, she's totally coming on. Yeah, we're gonna get fun with this. Okay, so yeah, so we have first and second, one out, three to one with uh, the Possum King at the plate. So let me just go back to a tweet that I that I sent out because I thought I'd be asleep by now, uh, watching <laughs> some sort of documentary on Netflix. Nice. Um, let's see. Well, I, you know, before you before you do that, I think we should um, take a segment out of every show and discuss something entertainment wise, uh, either music or Netflix documentary, something just to uh, break up the monotony. Just to give Astros fans an alternative to watching Astros games. Right. <laughs> no, you know, just to like show them that hey. We're more than just beautiful baseball minds. Like we, <laughs> we have more to offer. I'm interested. And, go on. And that we don't have to talk about it and get mad because I'm worked up now. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Were you going to make some suggestions? No, no, no. I was just piggybacking on your point. Okay. That you said. Yeah, just move on. Go ahead. I Everyone should watch the Berkeley, no, pardon me, the Barkley Marathons on Netflix. Like yep. that, that's freaking a fantastic documentary. Um, on, uh, on Twitter about two hours ago, apparently, 
Uh, I said McHugh would throw seven and a third, six hits, two earned runs, seven strikeouts. Correa and Altuve would homer, and the Astros would win. Wow. So you're kind of on point right now. I, I went for it. So I feel good about it. And the Astros would get four hits with runners in scoring position. And well, then I, apparently I said that Neil Diamond texted me that A.J. Hinch made a eunuch out of someone on 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> can, yeah, can you just, like, maybe try making more predictions? Just go on, go on a line, go out on a line, rather, uh, yeah. more often, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, there. what we're seeing tonight, and, and part of... Part Long of the frustration game to go, is the how way. inconsistent they are, and right, and and you and I sort of had a semi debate about how young the team is. You think they're young, or you believe that they're a young team? I'm mm-hmm. saying that they collectively should have had enough experience to where they're not considered like the team that they were last year, and they're still playing like a like a hammered dog crap. But <laughs> but should this happen, say, July, August, it there's less attention drawn to it than it is in the first 21, 22 games of the season. Right. So, I don't no. know. I don't know where I'm going there. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm just, I'm mad. I'm just mad. Yeah, that 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 the Astros are playing to the way that we might expect them to, and we're like, "Holy crap!" The season's turned around because they played so poorly up to this point. Well, I feel like we're. I don't. We we we've decided that we're not doing the. Uh, it's still early, crutch. That's that's a dumb crutch. That's a that's freaking tiny Tim on steroids. That's a dumb crutch. Okay, but hear me out. If say they they pull away in this game and they do sweep this road trip and come back and have a successful homestand and it was just early and they've they turned it around. Like what then? I I am a big believer because I'm not willing to say that it's I'm not going to say it's a veteran team because it's not it's not um but I'm I am I'm very much willing to accept that winning a game like this and a strong series at Oakland could get their confidence back up and so I'm you know the, that's yeah that's what we need and that and that's kind of my point, and not not only for the the standings, but they they need to just to keep up, but they need it as yeah a confidence booster. And with Minnesota coming in, and then Seattle, who yeah they're leading the division, but they're still Seattle. Yeah, like that's potential to turn this start around if they want to go ahead and put matters into their own hands, which. I would prefer that they did. Yeah, I'd like them to start playing actual baseball. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that actual baseball, and, and I've, I've, I've been a fan of it for many years. <laughs> yet, yet to see it this season, um, except for maybe, like, one game, the, the Royals, the home opener. That was, yeah. like, the one game of baseball I've watched this year, and it was beautiful. 
I think, think it was great. I think it touched, it, it touched my heart. The common denominator is that 40,000 people show up to a game. If you act like it's a playoff series, they'll do all right. If if, if well, that we that's just not going to happen. So we need to just move on from that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. If Houston half-asses it and decides like it's a school night, we half-ass it on. I mean, yeah, that's just what the the city does. Unfortunately, it's true. It's true. The true fans are are making podcasts. And we're yelling at players, and we're creating <laughs> hashtags, and we're we're moving the game along. But there are there are just people that don't care as much. They, they and if like, they play like this, like who wants to spend their fucking money? Like I will because I love this team. But if you're if you're a fringe fan and you're just like it's just a thing to do that night, or you're trying to take a date, like. Why pay a couple hundred bucks to go even with cheap tickets? Like, why Why go watch them get killed? It's true. I mean, I live like three hours so I, I under And I, I understand. I just, I understand it. But I, I would like, this, this city's too big to have that kind of shitty attendance. And this is something that we can touch on in more, in the more depth at another time. But, ugh. It's something that that gets on my nerves, but it's always been the case. Yeah, plenty. Even of even when they were great, and by great I mean perennial playoff teams and division winners. Like this is just perennial. And maybe it's baseball in general. I haven't. It's not like uh, you know St. Louis where they have nothing else to do but like protest and shoot minorities in the street. Yeah, shoot minorities and go to shitty cardinal games <laughs> um and then it's not like a landmark like fenway or even new yankee stadium so really? it's i'd like to see what what kind of attendance the league is averaging just so i know how mad i'm supposed to be because i could be off base and this could just be like i mean look at the seattle crowds like there was fourteen thousand people there last night yeah it's ugly and they're winning the division so like it just it could be just 162 game season. There's 81 games at home, and it's there's not Tuesday, that urgency. It's, it's early. you know. I, so there, there's so many factors to that. Fuck Jason Castro. That is one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate, and that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today. Every day. Olé! Get a free child's play. We'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. Olé! Fresh today.